Welcome to Spotlight on the Arts, Accessibility in the Arts. We acknowledge the traditional custodians and caretakers of the land that our school and arts communities are built upon. We recognise that these lands were places of learning, inquiry and activity for hundreds of thousands of years. We are always mindful that under the concrete and buildings where we learn and play, there is a deep and ancient history which belongs to traditional country. We acknowledge the elders of the past and present and emerging and pay our respects to their deep connection with the spirit of the land on which we learn and play each day. Accessibility in the arts discusses the positive effects of the arts and creativity for mental health and well-being. We know that the arts and creativity are among our most powerful assets, playing essential roles in our health and well-being. By increasing the awareness and creating a resource, we can share a number of teaching strategies today with our students and with our teachers. We welcome today Katie Crowell, our Artist-in-Residence. Katie's a graduate of Theatre Nepean, holding a Bachelor of Performance, Theory and Practice Acting. Her acting credits include work with Clockfire Theatre, the ABC and Netflix. She's devised narrative comedy with big, bold, silly characters and has produced shows for both the Melbourne and Sydney Comedy Festival and Sydney Fringe Festivals. She's a tragic choir nerd and sings regularly with Inner West Voices and has been a backup vocalist for Christina New, opera singer Jess O'Donoghue and for electric pop artist Paul Mack. As an artist, Katie experiments with craft, video and song. Her work in community arts is her specialising in inclusive art making, accessible arts and has seen her work in creative learning for both the Museum of Contemporary Art and the Museum of Applied Arts and Sciences. As Sydney Catholic School's Artist-in-Residence in Creative Ability, Katie's passion is to help people unleash their creativity, finding meaningful ways to communicate and experiment with self-expression. And she can also make a mean toilet roll character. Welcome, Katie. Thanks, Henry. Thanks for having me. We explored in episode one of this season the role of accessibility in the arts and Today we'd like to venture forward in, in assisting teachers from a school perspective and, and explore how important an arts education is to mental health and well-being. So what are your thoughts in regards to that? Well, first of all, I think arts education is so incredibly important for well-being. You know, we are really creative beings and it really taps into that expressive and that idea of self and communication you know through arts we can communicate without words and it's so important to tap into all those different types of communicating and that's so good for well-being. Arts education is so important for our idea of identity and the world around us and arts helps us work into that and to really see ourselves in these growing societies and, and ways. Of course and I think we've also seen over the last uh, couple of years how important the arts has actually been in, in assisting us with our mental health and with our well-being and that's something that is probably being recognised in the wider community these days which is really lovely to see but it's nothing new for us who are involved in the arts but it is great to see that, that door opening on so many, so many opportunities for, for students and for teachers as well. So taking that on board, what are some of the strategies of, of engagement that you have in your toolbox when you enter a school? When I'm working with a new bunch of people, I'd like to put it over to, to those 
students or who, whoever that group might be to get out of them what they want to get out of the experience handing the learning over giving them agency for the you know the direction of of how the workshop or whatever it might be pans out because I feel like once you create that safe space for people to have a say and, and have a chance to direct or have a say how they want to direct the experience it then creates this openness for creativity because it's like okay it gives them permission to add their two cents in and I think that's really special because that's how you begin a collaborative working relationship and the other thing I like to do is to work out what their strengths and interests are I think that's incredibly important because that can start a seed of an idea and then you can you know that can become something amazing and in terms of engaging teachers or for teachers to engage students start with your strength if you've got a love for visual arts, use that, start with that, and then that might grow into something else that might become a musical element later on. So, yeah, working with your strengths and then working with the students' strengths. Another thing I like to do for engagement is to provide, when I'm working on a project, I like to cross cross disciplines, work on multi-levels. So I might be doing a drama workshop, but it'll have a lot of sound in it or a visual arts piece with music. I really like to work with music in, in my work, but I think um, having something for everyone in that because, you know, arts crosses over in everything we do. And I, I think, yeah, that's something that I like to do for engagement because you might have some very reluctant performers, but then you might find something else in the arts that works for them, but then they still can be a part of that. You I think I mean? it's, it's really, the, you use the word permission, and I think it's a great word for teachers to take that on board. That they really don't need permission to start exploring some of these skills and to venture outside what they consider the norm. When you talk about that cross-curricular kind of experience, that also opens up the eyes for a lot of other teachers who may not have considered using the arts as an opportunity to assist with well-being within their classrooms. Mm. Yeah, I think also having open-ended creative experiences, you know, because schools and teachers are very goal and outcome oriented, obviously, naturally, but I think also having those experiences where it's open-ended and it's about the making or the collaborative experience, um, really immersing in it, having opportunities for that because then outcomes come from those open-ended experiences and not saying oh, we need to do these portraits and they need to be amazing and look like this, this portrait might start and it might become something totally different to what the vision was. And But that's great. That's not a bad thing. So I think, yeah, having opportunities like that is really helpful for getting ideas and getting creative and getting things going in the classroom. So taking that on board, what is one of your favourite de-stressing arts experiences or practice that you would take into a classroom and that maybe a teacher themselves could never go, oh, that's a great idea, I could actually use that as part of my daily practice? Yeah, I've got a few, but two of my favourites. The first one, I, this, is, this works really well for when you have students with really high support needs and it's a great de-stressing, calming strategy or tool, I guess, but at the same time, you can layer it in art. So I like to call it a sensory fabric and so... You, you can choose your music, it can be something calming or it can be something, you know, whatever whatever you want really. So you have the oral element, you have 
the music, you get the students to lie or to sit and it's about calming and focusing on breathing and then you have a, a piece of fabric, something that's sensory, that's light um, and tactile and you can lift it and run it over a student's body you know with their consent obviously and you could be just the hands or it could be the feet and some students might not like to have the blanket over them and that's fine we used to also um, work with weighted blankets so some students would sit with the music focusing on breathing but have a weighted blanket on so they didn't have that sensory thing going on over their heads but that was one thing I used to use all the time especially a drama workshop it works really well with tying into like the you know a meditative creative kind of thinking exercise the other one is painting to music I I think that's a really lovely de-stressor but it's also a great one for tapping into creative thinking so you can play different contrasting pieces of music and you paint to that so it's almost a bit of an art therapy really where it's not so much on the outcome of what the painting's going to be but it's it's responding to the sounds that you hear and so as a de-stressing tool it it's it, that's actually a good one for the start of the day really to paint out how you're feeling but you can also align it to the calming the music and do you often find with that painting exercise the selection of color is really interesting as to what students pick according to the music yeah it is and also sometimes you see a rhythmic response happening to the music and then when you look and you think you know and you compare it to the piece of music oh yeah that's the four seasons there that's the you know and and you can you can see it in their strokes I also think watercolors work really well um so the type of paints that you use something that um it's okay if it runs and it's a bit fluid but yeah definitely colors and lots of blues and purples for something that's quite emotive and then something that's uh, you know got a lighter happier tone to it then you'll start to get those warmer colors yeah that's that's always really exciting to see within a classroom who are some of the industry companies that uh, support mental health and well-being and accessibility within the arts that you've had work with there's a lot but I think the three that I would um give a a good mention to is um, first of all Accessible Art, an organisation, a a body that model best practice in uh, accessible arts and that is run by people with living with disability and there's lots of training courses, great information for organisations who want to make their workplace more inclusive but again they're consultants as well so that's sort of like the leading peak body for professional learning. In terms of organisations that support people with disability in arts, Studio Arts is a really great group. They're based out at Hornsby and the Inner West and it's a supported art program for people with disability. Uh, So there's lots of different workshops that you can do. You can do dance, drama, um, but they also have life skills programs like cooking and um, travel and travel training and, you know, all sorts of community based programs in there too it really highlights artists and it gives uh, those artists um, are doing wonderful things like exhibiting in the Archibald Prize their works are around Sydney City of Sydney Council really uh, developing great artists who are just absolutely amazing so studio arts and then the third one is the Museum of Contemporary Art little shout out there I used to work for them and they're um, a fantastic organization really I think leading in arts programs for people with disability 
and mental health too. So they've just started a new arts and wellbeing program and that's sort of come out the other end of the pandemic. All of their programs tie in the, to the exhibitions in the gallery and making connections to those artworks, the themes, and then creating art and responding to that and then tying it back to your own world and ideas and identity and they have programs for people with disability they also have a great arts and aging art and dementia program and that was just one of the most special things I've ever worked on there so yeah they're great so check them out and they're free programs too. Well by us having an understanding that there's other areas and other places that we can get some you know resources but more importantly we can uh, have some more professional learning ourselves with some of these places that you've mentioned within industry it opens up that scope that the arts are indeed something that is accessible and it, and it makes the creative arts accessible to our wide range of students and gives teachers an opportunity to think outside the box and those teachers who are involved in life skill programs as well to not be scared of it but instead to embrace and to realise the joy that can be um, had by these students who are given these opportunities and more importantly to know that they're supported by Sydney Catholic School. So Katie, this year we've seen you involved in a number of schools um, producing some amazing work with both teachers and with students. Tell us a little bit about that but more importantly, what's ahead for 2023? So this year I've had the opportunity to go and work in lots of different schools, working in particular with students with diverse learning needs. It's been a real blast. We've done lots of different projects from video art to uh, music making and, and stories with music. Then through that too, some projects uh, have come about for supporting students uh, in the senior years uh, who are transitioning from school to uh, life after school. And we've been working on big major work art projects uh, around the theme of identity and self and expression and who they are. And yeah, so how you can book in for a program. So creative ability is sort of tailored to whatever you need. So if you've got students that you would like to be supported or you, you're a teacher and you would like some mentorship about how to use arts in your classroom or for anything really, you can put in an in-school request through the intranet with a little you know, a couple of questions there of what it is that you're looking for and how you would like to be supported. And then through that, we can book you in and come out to your school, to your staff meeting, to whatever it is that you need. And in terms of 2023, which I can't believe is not so far away. That's right. Uh, <laughs> we've got lots in the, in the pipeline for that. We're going to run an electronic music program for creative ability, a puppetry unit, next year there's lots of different things that we are going to be offering and basically we are for Sydney Catholic Schools for our arts anything that we're doing is um, inclusive of all needs so if there's anything that the arts team is offering this year and you need some support to access that or to participate let us know and we can we can help because we want this to be a place for everyone and yeah. Another project that uh, you're going to be involved in is with the Stage 4 Sports Elective Theatre Sports. So we're very excited that we're going to have yourself and Jordan Vasalo, another one of our artists in residence, attending schools on a Thursday afternoon and workshopping with a, a, a variety of students and working on those soft skills of 
group work and communication and also that idea that um, you know mistakes are good and failings are not to be viewed as in a negative way again acting and, and working on, on our well-being and mental health that it's okay to make mistakes so that's another uh, exciting uh, venture that you yourself are going to be working on. Yeah, I'm very excited. About. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be really fun. Theatre sports is so fun, so much fun, and it really um, taps into that spontaneity and working on the spot and working quickly. And yeah, and it you know it's, it taps into a bit of drama skills as well. It's a sport, theatre sport, so it's active and um, it's it's going to be a really great program I'm, I'm looking forward to it yeah and if there's any schools that are interested in that they just need to get in contact with us and we can point them in the right direction as to how they can get their schools actively involved in 2023 in this uh, sports and access in the arts fantastic i can't wait so katie thank you so much for your time and more importantly for your expertise enabling us to realize that accessibility in the arts is something that is incredibly positive and nurtures our own well-being and mental health. Thank you. Oh, thanks, Henry.